0: hey everyone welcome back to another exciting episode of only at the library mike here and sam and today we are going to talk about something that both of us are very excited about programming we're calling it our programming party or program palooza whatever one you like best i don't care feel free neither one is branded so it's all good sam and i both are very much involved in the programming in our department when you're planning programs how do you go about doing that
1: i like to find programs a lot of different ways pinterest is an easy one go in the search bar type teen crafts teen fun teen crafts some variation of that that's an easy one
0: sure i'm sure with like the teen audience is very much into pinterest i mean i'm not not trying to make a generalization but i think a lot of people probably would say that that's a good place to start oh
1: definitely and some of the teens use pinterest themselves like they're really familiar with it and see some of these ideas themselves too which brings me into another way that i get a lot of my programming ideas and it's the teens requesting certain programs. This happens at least once a programming cycle. I have someone come in and go, hey, I'm really interested in this craft, but I don't know where to start. Can we maybe do it all together? Or, oh, I really want to get this type of performer, this type of presenter in. Do you know anyone? And we kind of work off that.
0: That's exciting. I feel like I wish that more patrons would give us requests. We always are. Actually, if you have a request, feel free to let us know. We do try to look into that and it's really cool, especially if they want to do a craft together. I mean, that's a really fun thing. Because because your your teen audience, I mean, most of them barely know each other from the library, yeah, right? Yeah, it's a
1: pretty it's I'd say it's a pretty decent sized group that's been moving through the age groups together, but some of them are new. I get kids coming in and out, depends. Another way that I like to find programming is through like social media trends, you know, TikTok, Instagram, I'm scrolling, I see something, I see it again. I'm like, hmm, maybe this is popular. Maybe I should look into it. So that's some ways that I find programming. I know that, I can't speak for my whole department exactly, but I know that they find it similar ways. What comes up in different um, magazines or different websites or we feed off each other or we think, oh, or sometimes... I do this too, is I find a material and I go, oh, wow, I did this, we did this craft with this material a year ago. We still have a ton of these sitting around. How can I reuse this? How can I repurpose this? And then that could help um, build another craft
0: too i think children's programming in general in libraries has, and libraries as teens and children has come a long way i mean when i was a kid i just remember they just had story hour and that was pretty much it yeah. you didn't get to do much else and now i come i always come back and check in on your guys's programs because i get so excited i'm like how's it going even when i'm here on the weekend and you guys do have story time i always ask melissa i'm like how many people did you guys have it looks exciting yeah it always looks fun
1: no we do a lot of good stuff what about you mike how do you and sue in the reference department oh,
0: i mean i i have a different approach my approach is more i try to think about something that someone like me might want to come. That's one one of the many ways I do, is I think of what would I like to see at the library? What are some things that people might want to see? Uh, all sorts of people, because you're always going to have crafts. You're always going to have cooking for adults. But I like to try to mix it up a little bit. What are some other things? I'm, I, you know, Everybody knows I do music and trivia and all that stuff. But I always try to think about, like, what is out there that we can do? And I, I talk a lot with our director, Amanda, and she gives me a lot of, like, just little conversations that we talk about that hint to me about, like, maybe I could try that. I never, I'm, I'm always willing to try something new. I never plan out that I'm going to do something but then all of a sudden I end up doing it. I'm like, how did that even happen?
1: Okay, Mike, so what are some of your favorite programs? Some that you're the most proud of?
0: I think a lot of the stuff I'm most proud of are the things that I kind of went out on a limb for. I loved, don't get me wrong, I loved, like I said before, I love doing music, I love doing trivia but I'm, I'm I know I'm good at that stuff. I'm not trying to like toot my own horn. I know I'm good at those things. It's when I step out of my comfort zone that I feel most proud. Last year, I think it was last year, it was a while back, I did a cut the cord program, which was about how to intro to streaming, how to to have streaming services. And so many people were very excited. I did two sessions, I did a nighttime and a daytime, and I found that both sessions were full. People were really interested in the topic. Not only that, but I had gotten contacted from two other libraries that weren't even in RCLS, that wanted to know who was doing the program. They're like, who is your presenter? And I was like, I'm doing it. And they said, wow. And I said, yeah, I'll send you the notes. So it's definitely a topic that I was I was also nervous to send the notes because I was like, what if this isn't good? But I did the program, and it was very good. Everybody, very informative. It's a great subject matter that people – of a certain age are really yeah. into.
1: Yeah, I remember when you were doing those programs that people were really excited about it.
0: Yeah, I, I was shocked that, it, that when you find out that another library that's maybe in Westchester County is like interested in what yeah. you're doing, you're like, how did you even find this? It's a
1: good feeling, yeah. You know,
0: and you send them your stuff. And I mean, I, I never heard more about it, but I'm assuming they probably did it and did a good job with it. Something else I also did two sessions for was my intro to genealogy. Mm. And I, now I do that all the time now, but when I first started doing it, I was nervous. I'd done my own genealogy and I was good at that, but I'm like... That's your own. Who knows if you're going to be good for other people. But I've seen a lot of people talk about genealogy. I went to a session at our, at one of the conferences we went to about genealogy just to get some ideas to how to do it. And every year now I'm doing at least one to two intro courses. I really like it because it's something that people were really excited about. And now that I do open genealogy or walk in genealogy once a month and I have regulars that come in and need help, it's good because that's another way for us to help people and do things that can really help them. And that's, and when you find people's family, it's it's really exciting. And everybody has different questions. Everybody's different with genealogy. Some people want to know about the living relatives. Some want to know about their old relatives. And it's really just fulfilling for me to get to do that. And it's something that I'm really proud of that we do here at the library because a lot, a lot of libraries are doing it on a regular basis. Some libraries do it, like, every so often. I will every year offer an intro class at some point in time. So yeah. people who don't want to have to sit there with me for an hour and <laughs> go over it can just come to that. So... What about you, Sam? What's some of your favorite things and stuff you're most proud of?
1: Uh, well, one program I'm really proud of, and I've spoken about it here a few times, is the Nailed It, Failed It program that I did for a year of the arts cooking month. I think the reason I'm really proud of that one is, well, obviously I didn't come up with the Nailed It, Failed It idea in general, but I came up with it as a program. Like, that had existed already. I'm the one that was like, hey, wait a second. That would actually make a good program if I try to incorporate that. I'm not saying that another library's ever done that before, but right. I hadn't. No. I hadn't seen it. Is what I'm saying. I didn't see it. If you, and you haven't seen
0: it, then it's new to you. Exactly. So
1: I hadn't seen anyone, another library do it uh, until I did it, and I loved it. It was an extremely successful program. I
0: remember you being a little nervous about that yeah. when you were going to do it. I remember talking to you about that. You said you were a little nervous. You also were also nervous that what if no one comes to it? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think yes. I think I'm going to be silly here, but I think you nailed it. And I, I did. I think, I think
1: I did. Yeah. And, but some
0: of the pictures coming out of that I were know, they great. Were so That's good the best pictures I've yeah. seen from the library. No, I
1: wasn't ner- like you said I was nervous about that one because it was a lot of materials. And uh like when we do certain crafting things, like I said earlier, we can reuse that. You know, if I buy if I buy 20 sheets of special paper and I only use 10, the paper goes in a pile and I use it later. If I buy 24 cupcakes and no one comes, I've wasted 24 cupcakes. I mean, so, someone
0: here at the library. I know, you're window. right. So <laughs> we would
1: have eaten them. But but in general, like, for things like, like that.
0: You also gave, like, a bunch of, of teenagers sprinkles and all yeah. sorts of fun things to use. Yeah. I mean, you could add a huge mess. It could have been. And, and you never know what people are going to come up with with cupcakes. I mean, they're. I, couldn't, I could not have done what some of those teens did yeah, they did no, an they amazing did, job they so. did really
1: good it was it was a great program I was so I'm shocked. really proud of that one something else I'm really proud of that I've been doing and have uh, started doing last year is my teen book club which I'm doing as like a silent book club so we all sit together uh, the second Wednesday of the month And we all kind of read our own books, we just like talk, we have snacks, it's very chill. It takes that pressure off of them of like um, like a traditional adult book club because these kids are doing group reading in in school. You know, as an adult, they're not most adults aren't doing that, so it makes sense to join a book club where you all read together. But for these kids, they're already doing that with their classmates. That's not what they wanna do. They wanna read their own books and talk, you know, with their peers that way. So that's why I do it that way. Do they way. talk
0: about their book that they're yeah,
1: reading? Yeah, but usually it's some, it's, it goes back and forth. So, like, they'll come in. We do, like, hey, everybody, you know, kind of catch up for a few minutes. We read for a while. Then someone will either, like, laugh or gasp or something at one of their books and be like, what, what happened? And, you know, then we talk for a few minutes, and then it gets quiet again. It, go, it goes back and forth, and it's really nice. And I, I get to read at work then, too. Uh-
0: <laughs> are you familiar i don't know it, maybe i'm showing my age here did you guys have deer time at, at school when you're yes. growing up that's what i think of drop this as. Everything like and drop everything and read yeah yes. my wife and i we well, joke that we have deer time at home sometimes and yes. we just want to read
1: um actually i'm which i'm surprised that you called it deer and not ssr because we called it the silent reading. When I grew up, which is the old term for it, so I'm surprised that old, you,
0: what's old is new. You I know. know I'm
1: surprised. I'm, I'm surprised that that. No, that, we that had you deer called, time. That, I'm surprised it was called deer time when you were in school because you're older than me. But yeah, we called it. We called it SSR. Uh, yeah, you know. Um, ancient or Yeah, you know. but what i was saying about it's the book club being fun for me too is that a lot of the misconceptions about librarians is that we sit around and read all day. Usually, we, we don't. no. no I'm
0: I'm the sorry.
1: only usually the only time I'm ever reading here at work is during the that book club with them, and it's so that's actually nice. I'm like, "Oh wait, look at me. I'm at work at the library reading."
0: But it's also cool for them to see you doing that too. <laughs> yeah. It's not just it's not just that, you know, because you yeah. do a lot of programs with the teens and I'm sure you get a lot of the similar people, but yeah, also some yeah. And it's cool for them to see that because they can also see what you're reading. Yeah, and- they
1: always they always do last uh, last time I was reading the book I read, I finished during book club and it was a library book and instead of putting it back on the shelf, one of the other teens took it home with her. That's exciting. So yeah, that was nice. And the only other uh, program I'll mention that I've been really proud of is my Adulting 101 series. So a program about teaching kids, teens especially I should say, teens specific like skills about how to be an adult. So um, some of the programs I've been doing, what I can do, and then for other programs I've been getting um, performers or presenters to come in here. And we've had really successful sewing, basic sewing classes and stuff. and yeah that's been that's been really really fun to do also
0: so sam one thing that i know that you get to do is you often get to witness other programs being done in your department i don't always get to do that Uh, what are some of the best ones you've seen done in your department besides obviously what you're doing
1: (laughs) well diane who's our children's services coordinator she does programming for both preschoolers and k1 and she does some really amazing programs but i'd say especially her food programs are always a hit she's done pumpkin pie with them she's made tzatziki sauce she did a cornbread mix and the kids love it they always get to go home with something to eat and yeah, it's it's always really fun. It makes me jealous because sometimes I get a little intimidated by co- by cooking programs. Sometimes. I get that. It's a lot of ingredients, a lot of parts, them chopping, them mixing. But she does this, and she does it with preschoolers, so it's always very impressive. And I think it's really it's really fun. It's oh. really cool. For
0: those of you not sure who she was talking about, Miss Diane. Maybe Miss that Diane, would help you a little yes. bit. You know, <laughs> let's, that's how I know her. Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> what about you, Mike? Have you seen uh, Sue do you have any programs that have really interested you? Well,
0: Sue does. And she hates when I say this, but she does phenomenal crafts. Yeah. Because she will never admit that she does, but the crafts that they come out of in her crafternoons are just gorgeous things. I mean, I could never even imagine how to do it. She's always telling me about it, because we share, Sue and I share an office, for those of you who don't know. And whenever she's telling me about the crafts, I'm always just like, how do you even know how to do that?
1: Like, yeah. it's
0: it's always interesting to see how they how they start and what they become and she always shows them to me and we have like a whole box of extra stuff that sometimes hangs out in our office (laughs) but i think that it's really cool and plus she comes up with a new one every month like that's a really hard thing to do and not only that but her and amanda went to the senior center and did craft with all the seniors at the senior center i mean these are like i do a lot of great things but i i just am so like floored by the great crafts that come out of these libraries and not just ours but any library i've seen it's like where else can you go to do a free craft it's so cool i agree so now that we've done, we've talked about programs that we've done. Sam, what are some things that you'd like to see us do in the future? Whether it's something we're going to do now, or maybe down the line. I mean, we all—I yeah. feel like as programmers, we all have that list of like secret <laughs> things that are maybe someday. Yeah, you know, I
1: have that document titled "Future Program Ideas."
0: <laughs> I think I've had that since I started, and yeah. I like sometimes reopen it and look at. it and I'm like, "Ooh, I did that one."
1: Yeah, I, do. I did. I that too. I did that the other day. I was like, "Ooh, I can check so this off." So, what are off. some
0: things that you're you're thinking of? Well. We're um, not going to hold you accountable yeah, for this, I promise. No, I
1: have a lot of... There's always so many ideas that I'm going through for teens. I would really like to get, as I mentioned about the um, like adulting 101, I'd really like to get more presenters in for that. I've been doing a, thinking a lot about um, our summer reading theme this year, um, which is Adventure Begins at Your Library. So I've been really thinking of a lot of adventure things. But I haven't. I don't have really have a lot of specifics yet. In general, I would really like more community partners.
0: You hear and, that? Yeah. You're out there? you want to... <laughs> Hang out with the teens, you know? Yeah,
1: exactly. That's kind of uh, that's what I'm leaning towards right now. That's what I think. Uh, what about you, Mike?
0: Um, my a lot of what I want to see is is big events. I love mm. it when we do big events overall. Um, but something also just made me think of what you were saying. Is Sam and I have talked a lot about um, our audience of eighteen to twenty yeah. to like twenty four or whatever it is, and kind of getting that audience once you're no longer in the teen department but you really don't want to come to events with people who are much older than you because you know a lot of people feel that way and trying to develop programs for those people that audience is something i really want to work on yeah
1: the new adult yeah
0: that's what they call it we call it in library land we call it new new adults So I think that's something I'm really interested in. Like I was saying, big events. I think anything where we can involve all of the community from yeah. you know from the littlest ones to the oldest ones. Yeah,
1: um, I agree. Community events, family events, something that brings the whole library together as a whole, which is something we're doing, trying to do with. Um, our kickoff event for Around the World was a big community event.
0: Movies on the Lawn. Movies every, on the Lawn. Every, every time we do those. Yeah. I think also, like like you were just saying, our Around the World series is something I'm really excited about. I love when we do series. I think it's, it's really healthy to do that. It's something that helps people have structure. I think we all in life like structure. So if we know the library is going to be doing this, I know I can expect some great programs with that overall. And I think through Year of the Arts, we showed that we will be doing great programs through our through our series and something I'm excited to see how we top ourselves each year. Cause I know, I know Amanda, I know she's going to want to do something big each year and I respect that. And I'm excited about that. And I want to see where we can go. I also want to see how I can advance on the programs that I've done. You know, I always have more music programs planned in the back of my head. I have like a <laughs> list of albums a mile long that I want to do. I
1: believe
0: it. And every time I'm going to do one of them, something else comes up that I do <laughs> instead. Uh, and also just kind of keep challenging myself, challenging myself to do things that I never thought I'd do. Um, like my book club, that I'm that I was really cool. So, that was something I never thought I would do yeah. and now I'm doing it.
1: Okay, Mike, it's time for a quick pick. All what right. is yours?
0: Well, so we were recently just talking about year of the arts. Um during year of the arts, I started reading a lot of the old James Bond books and I our library has a really good collection of them that just has a ton of them and I was also like we always talk about book to movie which eventually we'll probably talk more about uh, it was really interesting to see how different a lot of the books were from the movies I highly if you like the movies though I highly recommend it's not one of those series where I feel like that they're totally different you wouldn't even enjoy them they're both very different and both very enjoyable if you like that kind of thing if you like spies and all that stuff mm-hmm. Ian Fleming was a former spy I believe mm-hmm. um um, and he, he's the one who wrote all the books yeah. and most of the movies, the early ones at least were books.
1: That's cool. There That's, are some newer
0: ones that are not because obviously he's been gone yeah. for a while, <laughs> but there were other authors who have taken over writing it. I think there's only like one of his works that was not made into a movie yet. I don't know which one it is off the top of my head, but it was really fun. I read a lot of them and I like to read a lot of the same things in a row. So I read a bunch of them in a row and I tried to read them in the order in which The books were written, which Mm. is a lot different than the movie order. So that was interesting to me also because I was like, wow, that's really interesting.
1: Yeah, I've never read or seen any Mm. of those. you know,
0: It's always a first.
1: Yeah, I will one day.
0: Uh, What about you, Sam? What do you got this week?
1: So recently I read um, a really amazing book, uh, historical fiction, which I don't read a ton of historical fiction. But if I do, it ends up being a good one because usually I pick a good one. (laughs) Um, But I read... uh, the Island of Sea women by Lisa mm. C it it was amazing just such a picture of like female friendship and grief and war and. I cried my eyes out reading it. It was amazing. And I love Lisa C. I've read in college, I read one of her books, uh, Snowflower and the Secret Fan, and it was probably one of the best assigned reading books from my undergraduate. Yeah, it was during my undergraduate degree for um, Women Coming of Age class. And I loved it. She's she's amazing. That's the only two books of hers I've read so far, so I can only really recommend those two. But I know that she's considered a really amazing historical fiction writer, especially about Asian cultures and that kind of stuff. And it was. I highly recommend. It was so good that I came into work the next day, told Melissa, they had a children's, about it. And she checked out the copy and wow. went home and started reading it immediately and came in the next day and was like, great recommendation. Thank you so much.
0: All right. That's about all we have for you guys today. Uh, I know I really enjoy talking about programming. I'm really passionate about it. So hope you guys enjoyed hearing about it.
1: See you next time. Bye. Bye.